Dear Lord, just thank you for this evening and thank you for each person that's here. Just come down and fill this room. Just give me the words that you want me to speak and just open our ears and our hearts that we will, we will listen to what you have for us this night. In Jesus' name, amen. Good evening. My name is Lisa and I'd like to welcome each of you here tonight. And this is my second year as an intergen here at Unite. And some of the other things I do are, um, I'm also on an advisory board at CMU um, for disability and medicine. And I'm part of a diversity, equity, and inclusion task force for the Mount Pleasant Public Schools. But my favorite thing to do is to spend time with my husband, Lothario. <laughs> and my son, John. But for the last year, there's been something else that has consumed much of my time. I've been dealing with a wound from sitting. I've been in a wheelchair most of my life, and so lots of sitting has created a, a wound. At first, it really didn't seem all that bad. It only hurt a little bit, but then through time, it became deeper and infected. And at this time, right now, I have infusion antibiotics twice a day. I have routine doctor's appointments, and five days a week, I go to hyperbaric oxygen therapy. So it takes quite a bit of time, but um, at one point, my wound was up to three centimeters deep, but as of today, it's only 1.2 centimeters deep. So praise God, we're, we're definitely making progress. Um, healing has been a very slow and painful process, and this wound has taken a lot of my time. Um, but one thing I've learned from it is that you have to heal a wound from the inside out. Wounds come in all different shapes and sizes and depths, but wounds are not just physical. Sometimes we carry wounds around for years, and we often try to forget about them or ignore them. We don't want the people around us to see them. And for some reason, we often think that they will go away even if we don't address the issue. But untreated wounds will become infected and they often spill over into many areas of our life. And it will rob us of our joy and our peace and our freedom. It robs us of relationships and sometimes even the gift of love. But I wanna tell you tonight that Jesus said in John 10.10, 10, the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. But I have come that you may have life and that you may have it to the full. When you have a physical wound, there's many different symptoms. There's pain, there's redness, there's drainage, and sometimes bleeding. But when you have a spiritual wound, what are the symptoms? I'd like to share with you some of the heart wounds that have affected many of our lives. And often we, we cover them up instead of allowing the Holy Spirit to heal us. A few of these wounds that I'd like to mention are 
unforgiveness, bitterness, being judgmental, anger, rejection, hurtful words, revenge, jealousy, envy, greed, comparison, loneliness, low self-esteem, addictions such as drinking alcohol, drugs, pills, gambling, pornography, just about anything could become an, an addiction and so the list could go on. But I'd now like to tell you a few stories about some people that have been wounded. The first comes from Luke chapter 8. Word was getting out about all of Jesus' miracles and his teachings and the crowds began to follow him and the size of the crowds grew and grew. And I'd like to begin reading this story, Luke chapter 8. We're going to start at the second half of verse 42. As Jesus was on his way, the crowds almost crushed him. And a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years, but no one could heal her. She came up behind him and touched the edge of his cloak, and immediately her bleeding stopped. Who touched me? Jesus asked. When they all denied it, Peter said, Master, the people are crowding and pressing against you. But Jesus said, Someone touched me. I know that the power has gone from me. Then the woman, seeing that she could not go unnoticed, came trembling and fell at his feet. In the presence of all the people, she told why she touched him and how she had been instantly healed. Then he said to her, Daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace. Doesn't say much about this woman in the Bible. There's only four verses devoted to her story. However, I think there's much that we can learn from her. The Bible only mentions the woman's medical issue, but I also believe that she had a wounded heart. The cities in ancient Hebrew culture often had walls around them for protection. When a woman had her period, she was considered unclean, and anyone who came in contact with her was also considered unclean. And in order to be considered clean again, there were many rituals. But anyone who was unclean had to live or camp outside the city walls. In verse 43, it said she had this situation for 12 years. That's a long time to go camping. And I do not believe that the camping outside the city was very favorable conditions. There were no RVs and no fifth wheel trailers and definitely no glamping campgrounds. I'm sure she missed her family, her home. She missed holiday celebrations and, and time with, with everyone, her friends. She missed her life as she knew it. I'm sure she felt left out and rejected. From a distance, she possibly envied the people that were spending time with their families and, and having a nice life. She even was possibly angry that she had to go through this situation. In verse 43, it says, no one could heal her. 
It sounds like she tried many different avenues, but it seemed like there was no hope. But there was one last hope, and that was Jesus. When she touched him, he said, Daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace. To be healed, all she had to do was have faith and reach to him. The second person that I would like to tell you about tonight is a man named Mike. Mike's parents divorced when he was only four years old. At the time of the divorce, he had an older brother and an older and a younger, excuse me, he had an older sister and a younger brother. His dad remarried within a year or two, and soon he had a younger sister. At the age of 10, he moved in with his dad, his stepmom, and his half-sister. On the outside, Mike looked like a normal kid, but he had wounds that were infected. He had a lot of unforgiveness in his heart that led to anger, bitterness, and jealousy. He had feelings of rejection, loneliness, and comparison. The infected wounds of Mike's heart caused him to have a quick temper and frequently say hurtful things to those who were around him. As he grew older, the infection seeped further into his life and he became addicted to alcohol. He was a bitter, depressed man and very lonely. He has had many failed relationships. He rarely speaks to his father or his siblings, and most sadly, he rarely speaks to his son. Mike has not yet chosen to reach out to Jesus and let him heal his wounds. I have felt the sting of Mike, Mike's verbally abusive words. I have had some of Mike's rage and anger directed towards me and some of those that I love. I've seen the loneliness in his eyes and the brokenness in his heart. Mike is my older brother. You see, hurt people will hurt people. I'm going to say that again and think about that. Hurt people hurt people. I would now like to tell you a story about a woman. She was a Christ follower who went to church every Sunday, but she let the wounds of comparison, rejection, and jealousy infect her heart, and she headed down a dark and dangerous path. To the outside world, she looked fine. No one saw how deep her wounds were. She often felt left out, overlooked, rejected, and lonely inside, and she did not fully see her value as a child of God. She should have turned to Jesus to pick up her pieces, but she didn't. She turned to other things to heal her heart. One of the things she thought would work was buying things. Of course, it would be justified. She would have a bad day, so she'd go buy a new shirt or something for her apartment. But Satan, the father of lies, would tell her she deserved road trips and clothes or even something as simple as a candy bar. But her addiction 
but the high of her addiction only lasted for a few moments, and then she was always looking for something else. Her wound was still there, and she had a very high credit card debt. Along with her spending habits that got carried away, she began to view pornography. Recent statistics show that 64% of Christian men and 15% of Christian women view pornography regularly. The number is on the rise in the Christian women because many are curious and they don't want to feel left out. Instead of trusting God for his timing and waiting on him. Proverbs 3, 5 through 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him or submit to him and he will make your paths straight. Proverbs 16.3 says, Commit to the Lord whatever you do, and he will establish your plans. Matthew 6.33, But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will give, be given to you. Viewing pornography began gradual, but it was filled with guilt, shame, and regret. After attending a Christian woman's conference, she realized that her life was a mess and her wounds needed to be healed from the inside out. Much like the woman in the first story, she reached out to Jesus and he restored her. He is now giving, given her the discernment to know the difference between what she needs and what she wants. After she put God first in all of her finances, he blessed her and he continues to bless her. You have heard it said that time heals all wounds, but that's not true. Time will change the wound, but only the love and forgiveness our Heavenly Father will give you, will, along with the power of the Holy Spirit, will heal your wound. She made the decision to give God total control of her life instead of partial control. She stopped viewing pornography and started asking God to help her become the woman that he had created her to be. She started to pray for her future husband and prayed that she would become the woman that that husband would need. She allowed God to not just cover her saddened heart, but to heal it deep within. Psalms 147.3 says, He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. The woman in this story has been blessed beyond measure. Not only did God provide a way to eliminate her credit card debt, but he also brought a wonderful godly man into her life. And I must say that he was worth the wait. She had thought she was overlooked and left out, but really it was about waiting for God's perfect timing. You may ask, how do you know this woman's story so well? Well, I am this woman. Change in healing did not happen overnight, but I had to make a choice, either move away from God 
or put the past behind me and move closer to God. I think Isaiah 52 verse 2 gives us a place to begin when trying to heal our wounded hearts. Isaiah 52 2 says, Shake off your dust, rise up, sit in throne Jerusalem, free yourself from the chains on your neck, daughter Zion, now a captive. So the first step to heal your wounded heart is at the beginning of that verse. Shake off your dust. I don't know if any of you have been in your parents' or grandparents' maybe their attic or their garage and there's lots of dust and cobwebs and and lots of old memories. Well, in order to move forward, we need to forget about the the past, the wounds that have, the things that have hurt us. Philippians 3.13 says, brothers and sisters, do not, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead. When I look at that word straining, that kind of tells me sometimes it's not going to be easy. You know, when you, you know, are straining to move furniture or, or whatever, you know, you you're have to push forward. And so you have to strain forward. What's happened in the past is done. You can only go forward. The second thing, it says, rise up. You have to take action. The changes must begin in our mind. 2 Corinthians 10.5 says, We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. When I was working and trying to change my, my wounds and heal my, get healed, I took and I found this little clip art that had like a little clip art popcorn figure and it looked like it was in jail. And I typed that verse, I put it around it and I taped it to my bedroom door. And so when I would start thinking of things that I shouldn't, I would say that verse and I would try to think of that thought of, You know, putting that thought in handcuffs, put it in jail, you know, put it behind me. The next thing is sit enthroned Jerusalem. You you would think it was crazy if a person that was of royalty was living on the streets and eating out of a dumpster as a homeless person. Well, that's many times what we do as Christians. We don't take our rightful place on God's throne as a child of his. We are his sons and daughters. We are his workmanship. He considers us his beloved children. Ephesians 2.10 says, For we are God's workmen, handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. It's time to take our place and to stop looking down on ourselves and complaining and comparing and be who God created us to be. The fourth and final one is free yourself from the chains on your neck, daughter Zion, now a captive. 
God will give you the strength each step to be free. To be free means no more guilt, no more shame, addiction, anxiety. There is no more feeling like you never measure up. Romans 8.1 says, Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Let's bow our heads. Dear Lord, just come down and, and touch us. You know all of our wounds. Just help us to know that you love us no matter what. Just be our, our, the band-aid of our heart and just help us to put our trust in you and to heal us so we can be able to serve you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for being a part of our community opening the word today. We here at Unite challenge you to grow in your relationship with God, to grow in your relationship with others, and to go out and live a Christ-centered life. To learn more about Unite, follow our social media pages or go to our website at mpcc.org unite. God bless. Mm -hmm.